0: Alright, so I only have like six questions. Um, what's your first food memory?
1: Like, my first food memory was going in the kitchen and, you know, smelling and watching my grandmother make breakfast in the morning, mm-hmm. some callaloo and sawfish,
2: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean, with some steamed food. Um, distinctly... What kind of got me into the whole chef business mm-hmm. was my sister's mother. And every Saturday, poor among food still, but, you know, I always love when she made corned beef with white rice. That's still
2: my favorite <laughs> thing ever. It's like,
1: I don't think I can ever give that away. <laughs> um, and just seeing it simmer and bubble in the pot. Some carrots, peppers, onions And I just distinctly Always remember When she starts sautéing the peppers and onions It just gives that certain aroma mm. And it's just like Okay, we about to eat good tonight <laughs> The peppers and onions And the garlic Is like one of my all time Food memory that I will never forget mm. cool
0: um yeah corned beef and cabbage is like my will always be my guilty pleasure girl. in life like it doesn't matter how much i know about food <laughs> like that like, can't corn i swear
1: <laughs> i tell my girl she's like what is, that's nothing i'm like it's oh it's everything it's everything
0: everything you know? it's a real yeah i feel you um Okay, if there's one dish that sums up the continent, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> I'm
1: eating this gelato too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't fuck <laughs> up yourself. Damn. Okay. Um Okay. Is
0: there one dish that sums
1: it up? I don't really feel like there's one dish that sums up, like, summarizes the whole continent. I feel like the whole menu kind of summarizes mm. the continent because you have dishes from every single corner of the world.
2: Okay.
1: Into you know, one menu. Mm. But to have one specific dish, um, I don't feel like we have one that kind of reaches all of that barrier. Um, I just feel like with every single dish, there's like one component or, you know, several components that might hit two or three different regions of the world. But then you go into a next course or a next, you know, dish, which it might touch another part of the world um, in which summarizes us. Okay.
0: How is the continent different from Scotch Yard?
1: Um, Scotch Yard is more of a traditional kind of feel of Jamaican cuisine with a little twist. Mm -hmm. Um, When the continent is more on... Um, food from around the world and, and not focus on focusing on one region or one specific cuisine such as, you know, like how Scotch Yard is. Um, Scotch Yard is all about the Jamaican ingredients, spices, flavors, um, dishes that you might have um, grew up on, but with a little kind of enhancement to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um what drives you to create?
1: Oh, my mind drives me to create. <laughs> <laughs> um the thing that kind of, you know, drives me to create because, you know, growing up in a Jamaican household which, you know, food played such an intricate part in our lives, and you know, just bringing family together, and then also with me traveling around the world and um, going to some of the top restaurants in the world, and 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 seeing, you know, the creativity which other chefs bring to the table, and which kind of motivates me into wanting to learn more and wanting to kind of expand my creativity on different aspects in life, not just life, but um, different cultures, mm. you know, um, because, you know, we all have our different ethnic background, but I feel like food, you know, um, brings everybody together. Me growing up in New York City is a big melting pot in which, you know, I could go down the street and... You know, you might have a roti shop, you might have a Jamaican restaurant, you might have a, you know, Chinese restaurant, Mm. all on one block, along with Italian and so on and so on. So it's like me growing up in New York, um, which I was already kind of exposed to more of um, different cuisines, but not on... I guess the more refined Mm. level, it was more on, okay, this is what we have for a certain price to feed our family, and that's what it is, but also help open up our palates to not just the same, you know, food on a daily basis.
2: Mm.
1: So, you know, I guess another thing would you know, helps me be creative is, you know, just I feel like when I see a a chef create a certain dish, um, it kind of drives me or put me in a mind state where like I need to step up my game. I want to be able to showcase my cooking skills on that level, you know, um, which I want to be known, just like how that chef is being known for whatever aspect it is. So, I don't know, it's it's a lot of parts what motivates me um, with food, Um, but those are like some of the major parts for me.
0: Okay. Um, What's your favorite thing to cook at home?
1: Bully beef <laughs> on rice right cabbage. <laughs> um, curry chicken. Really? Curry chicken is. I felt like that was the first dish that I actually kind of mastered. Mm. And um,
0: how old were you when you learned how to make it? Man, I
1: was. You know, home alone and shit. So you probably, I probably was like ten, eleven oh, years wow. old. I don't cooking think I was curry chicken. Anything
0: <laughs> at eleven years old.
1: You know, when 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 your parents are not home and they like, you better cook. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, curry chicken. And mm. I think you know, also because you know that's my oldest son's favorite dish. Okay. Curry chicken. I can't, for example, I cooked it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, curry chicken is like my go-to dish, mm. and I guess that's the coolie side of me. Um, loving curries, I just love curries. So if it's green, red, yellow, but, you know, I'm a bigger fan with the traditional yellow Jamaican mm-hmm. curry. It has some of that fenugreek in there, you know, which kind of pulls away from, say, a Trinidadian curry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, curry okay. chicken.
0: Huh. That's not. I don't know what I thought you were gonna say, but that's not. <laughs> that what today I mean, I don't know. Um, what's it like opening a restaurant during the pandemic?
1: Opening up a restaurant during a pandemic is kind of a... All right, how can I say it? It's a risk. It's a big risk. Um, but my motto when it came to cooking, whether if I was on Hell's Kitchen or whether I was just in any restaurant that I was working at, My motto was go hard or go home. Mm. So if I can't, you know, showcase myself in some of the most strenuous position, then I don't need to be doing it at all. Mm. Um, It wasn't my overall vision, um, opening up a restaurant during the pandemic, but... um, (laughs) you know, the pandemic kind of, you know, taught me a lot in which I couldn't just have all of my marbles in one jar. So, um, knowing that, you know, restaurants um, failure rate is more on, you know, the positive side of failing than actually succeeding. It kind of it kind of scared me in a way, but I didn't I didn't feel like it kind of deterred me away from my whole um, dream of opening and owning my own restaurant. Mm. So I feel like. On the positive note, where everybody was kind of stuck and locked in, in their house, um, quarantine style, um, it kind of made people appreciate restaurants even more. Mm. So it's like once we figure out how to get past this pandemic, I feel like the restaurant scene is going to blow up even more than what it really is now. Because people... Didn't appreciate, People didn't appreciate before the pandemic how much restaurants played in people's daily lives mm. as far as, you know, just meeting up with loved ones, celebrating anniversaries, dinners, um, food just brings people together and it speaks a certain language with without... It speaks a language that everybody is accustomed to, yeah. not a certain language. I feel like it speaks a world-wide language in which, you know, it's the comfort zone for people. Mm. So I'm a big risk taker. Um, whatever, I always looked at it like whatever didn't kill me only makes me stronger. So if I can get through a pandemic um, without owning a restaurant and now owning a restaurant during the pandemic I have to do anything by all by all means necessary in order for it to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it wasn't my complete vision but <laughs> <laughs> when it was brought to the table, um, I felt like I had to go for it because after I left being a chef at um you know a restaurant I was basically doing you know consulting work um pop up dinners um so on a, a personal chef work in which you know it's cool but mm-hmm. I'm a traditionally um restaurant trained chef mm-hmm. so I, I like I missed it. And I felt like this was the opportunity for me to get back Mm -hmm. into my groove um, without me losing myself as a chef. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, You mentioned uh, success a couple of times, uh, which is a good final question. Um, How will you know if this is a success? Like, what will success look like for you?
1: Success will look like for me being the top Afro-Caribbean restaurant in Atlanta. Um, being in talks with the top restaurant in Atlanta in general, mm-hmm. not even just for a specific cuisine, but when your name and your restaurant is being brought up with the Ford Fry restaurant or, you know, a, a fifth group restaurant, which mm-hmm. they are known in the city, that's success to me. Along with accolades. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're making fucking money.
0: I'm putting that in. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> that's it, that's all I got. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks for the gelato. No problem. And the food? You
1: don't want any take home and you? No,
0: no, no, you no. Sure? No, 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 no. I got to yeah, go to positive. Jamaica in a couple of weeks.
1: Something nice, man. You're good. <laughs> <laughs>